You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I love the Christmas story, and I love the Christmas time of year. I echo Brother Flood when he says it. And uh, I love the music. I love the online, I mean, I said the online shopping. I don't like going to the store. I like the desserts, the Christmas cookies that my wife is going to make. I love the good food. Ah, it's just going to be a wonderful time. The Christmas lights that we drive and look at this season is such a special time of year. It's a busy season. You would probably agree with me when I say that. But it's a time filled with family, a time filled with making memories, and it's an area that, or a time of year that I really love. But one area that I've kind of had to come to grips with, and I have mixed feelings about this time of year, is the idea of decorating. I used to, <laughs> I felt like there might be someone else in the same boat. I used to hold the line in my home. I was like Brother Flood. I used to say, no decorating before Thanksgiving is over. But my wife has our house so beautifully decorated, and she and our three daughters have decided that Thanksgiving is too late to begin decorating, and I have no say in the matter. I've been sent to the attic earlier and earlier every year to get the decorations out, and the decorating now begins in mid-November. Trees, garland, lights, ornaments, I love it all. And it just happens to come out earlier and earlier every year now. But as you decorated your house this year, you undoubtedly, probably, set out a manger scene. You pulled the pieces out of the styrofoam. I hate styrofoam, Pastor. When I pull the stuff out of styrofoam, it makes such a mess. But you set out Mary, and you set out Joseph. You set out maybe an angel. You put up a star. You have all the characters around the manger, and we're very familiar with the characters that we're studying tonight, those shepherds. You probably set them out on your mantle or maybe on your console table. And we feel like shepherds, they're pretty familiar. We set them out every year. But as I began to think about shepherds, I began to realize how very little I can relate to a shepherd. Now, I am an assistant pastor, so I guess my role in life is to be a shepherd, and our pastor is a shepherd. But to be very honest, I'm not much into sheep or petting sheep or caring for livestock. I'm more of a city slicker. And so when it comes to thinking about these shepherds, it definitely took me a little bit of study, a little bit of preparation to kind of understand where they were coming from. You see, I've visited the petting zoos, and I've seen the sheep come up, and really they're nice to look at, but I'm not going to sit there for very long. I definitely like to wash my hands after I pet them, and we move on rather quickly. I don't want to spend a lot of time in the petting zoo. I'm not rugged like these shepherds would have been. I don't enjoy camping. As a matter of fact, one day a year for the men and boys camp out is about all I enjoy, and I still sleep in my trunk. I don't have a tent. So all of this to say, shepherds are somebody, or a group of people that I had to really think about in order to relate to. The good shepherd that we know and the pastor is a 
shepherd that would love his sheep. A shepherd is one that leads his sheep. He feeds his sheep. He cares for his sheep. He protects the sheep. And I'm so glad that we have the ability to see our pastor fulfill all of those things in our lives. But as we consider these shepherds tonight, I want us to go back in time to the Bible days and look at a few things about the shepherds and make a few observations. Number one, as you look in your Bibles at Luke chapter number two, we see in verse eight the introduction to the shepherds. And uh, by way of number one, I want to say that we'll talk about the shepherd's status. The shepherd's status. The Bible says, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. As we're introduced to these men, we see that it is an unnamed group of men. We don't have names for these men. And throughout Scripture, we see so many characters defined by name. But God did not choose to give us these men's name. We don't know about their identity. We see that the Bible gives us the fact that there were many shepherds, plural. There were shepherds. I don't know if there was two, four, eight, ten, a whole band of shepherds. But the Bible tells us that there were plural shepherds. By observing their occupation, we can assume that these were hardworking men. But as you study the shepherds in the Bible times... Their social status was that of very low degree. They were, at best, uneducated. They were dirty, common men. The inclusion of the shepherds in the Christmas story would to many be an oxymoron. They were humble, lowly individuals. And their occupation, though it was essential to the sacrificial lamb and the temple sacrifice, it was not one that was very highly regarded. Shepherds weren't in high esteem. Shepherds would very rarely be found praising and worshiping God. Their work with the flocks would cause them to be out in the fields for long extended periods of time. They would have just been common men. We know Old Testament, the Bible talks about shepherds so often. Some of your favorite Bible characters might be shepherds. Moses was a shepherd. He kept flocks on the backside of the desert. Uh, David was a shepherd boy that grew up and God selected him to be a king. And we have Amos, a prophet that was a shepherd. The position was very necessary, but the position was very lowly. It was a humble position. And we see that God chose to come to these shepherds by night. Why would God choose the shepherds? Well, Jesus was born, and he could have chosen scribes to tell this good news to, because they could have very eloquently wrote, written it down. He didn't choose the priests. He didn't choose the religious crowd to come to to tell that Jesus had been born. God didn't choose royalty because the king was born. Uh, he didn't come to rich and famous people. God did not choose popular or prestigious people. But God chose to make this announcement to humble shepherds. That gives me such hope because you see God's purpose, God's plan for coming was to seek and save that which was lost. Therefore, the first announcement that was made about his coming was made just to simple, humble, lowly sinners. These shepherds were ordinary men just like you and just like me. They weren't fancy, they weren't well-known, they weren't popular. 
But the Bible says in Luke 5, 31 and 32, Jesus answering and said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came to call the right, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. First Corinthians, the Bible tells us that for I for ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I'm thankful tonight that though we're but sinners, though we're but lowly, humble sinners, God looks down and he loves us just like he loved these shepherds. And he came to these shepherds with a wonderful, wonderful message. Let's look at that in verse number 10. The Bible tells us the angel came to the shepherds and gave them this message. Verse 10, the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The night that Christ was born, these shepherds were greeted by an angel that had a heavenly message just for them. It was a message that God himself selected to give to them. And as God came with this uh, angel messenger and delivered the news, it was a reassuring message. The angel said, fear not, shepherds. This is good news. You don't need to be afraid. It was a message of good tidings. That good tidings is so exciting to me because as you study that two-word phrase, good tidings, that's the same word that we get the gospel from. It's the good news that Jesus was come. And these, these shepherds were the first ones to hear the news that Christ had been born. Now this was news, the best news that the world had ever heard. It was news that God sent forth His only begotten Son, it was news that he came to earth to die for sinners. It was news that though they were sinners, he would die one day and rise again on the third day so that they could be granted salvation. A Savior has been born. The door to heaven is now open. And you can receive the gift of salvation because a Savior had come on your behalf. The angel declared to them these good tidings. It was great joy that it would bring to them. And the Bible says it would be tidings that would be to all men. Not just these group of shepherds, but it was a message for the world. It was a message then that the angel came to them with instructions. It gave them clear directions as to where they could find this special baby. Well, as we continue our story tonight, the shepherds had a decision to make. They had been told the good news. They had been told where Jesus was located. But what were they going to do with this announcement? Verse 15, the Bible tells us what they did. The Bible says, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. After hearing this magnificent announcement, these shepherds had a decision to make. What would they do with Christ? 
Would they go and see him? Or would they just stay put? Many today have, made, have to make that same decision. What will you do with Christ? These shepherds chose to inconvenience themselves. It was nighttime. It was a time of quiet. It might have even been a dangerous time to travel. They were supposed to be at rest. They had these sheep to guard. All of these seeming inconveniences could have become excuses for the shepherds. Well, we heard about the news. Maybe we'll take care of it later. Maybe we'll go see the babe in the future. But these shepherds decided, though they had obstacles, that they would go right now with haste to see this baby, this promised Messiah that had been born. And as they came, they found Mary, Joseph, in the manger. Uh, uh, Mary, Joseph, and the baby in the manger. This was not a grand place as they came into the stable. This was not a palace. It was a God-ordained spot. It was not comfortable, but the Christ child was there. It was not a fashionable sight, but the manger held the Father's only begotten Son. And as these shepherds walked into that stable, they may have been there before. Maybe they went there frequently. They were shepherds, so maybe they stopped to this place regularly. As they were there, can you imagine the experience that they had as they looked into the manger and the shepherds were one of the first people to look at the face of our Savior. They looked into the very face of Jesus Christ and as a baby they saw him laying there and they got to see God face to face. They came face to face with who John the Baptist described as the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. Tonight I'm really an introduction right now, but I want to come to you with our thought this evening that now that the shepherds, uh, these humble and lowly men, they came from the fields, they got a look at Christ face to face, what did they do? What was the shepherds' reaction? They saw Christ, they came face to face with the Savior, what did they do? Well, this is something that each and every one of us, if we've come face to face with the Savior, if we've come face to face with salvation, if we've received Christ into our heart and our lives, we have the same reaction or should have the same reaction that these shepherds had. Look at verse 17 with me. And when they had seen it, when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the who? Shepherds. As soon as the shepherds saw Christ, as soon as they came face to face with Jesus, they immediately became messengers. They had the good news. They had the gospel. They had been given it through the angel. But once they received Christ and they had seen him personally, they had a message to tell. They had something burning in their heart. They had to go out. They had to tell the people in their city about what they had seen, about what they had heard, about what had been told to them. This was the greatest news. This was joy unspeakable. This was something that the world had never seen. And these shepherds immediately went into their city to tell their friends and their neighbors. 
No man can speak the things with, of God with any success until he finds also uh, in his heart to receive Christ. Peter and John said it this way when they were told not to preach about Christ. They called unto them and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. But we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Tonight I believe that our church is a soul winning church. I believe our church is a church that has a desire to reach our city. I believe our church uh, puts so much time and so much effort into getting the gospel to this area. You folks give out 100,000 Bibles a year. Our church membership, we have a week dedicated to go 100,000 door campaign. We have soul winning times for teenagers. We have soul winning times for ladies. We have soul winning times for the men. We have shuttles that go out. We have Easter in the park where we host services for thousands of people. We have Christmas musicals. The list could go on and on. We have bus workers that go out weekly. We have Sunday school teachers that go out weekly. We have teenagers. We have people that have been saved for decades that go out and preach the gospel. We have people that are new Christians that are going out and sharing the gospel. But every member tonight, I'm calling on you and calling on me to be like these shepherds. We must rededicate ourselves to sharing the good news of the gospel. We have a story to tell the nations. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. Acts 1.8 says, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Tonight I wonder, as we examine these shepherds, what are we doing to get the good news out? It's easy to read the shepherd's account. It's easy to think about them as uh, the people that came and first saw Christ. It's easy to see that they told their whole city about what they had seen. But I wonder how well are we doing at spreading the good news that we've received. Are we like these shepherds? Are we heralding it in our city? Are we telling it to the people we pass? The good news that the shepherds received is still good news today. People still need to hear that Jesus came, he died, was buried, rose again on the third day, and he can take them uh, to heaven one day if they'll place their faith and trust in Christ. He'll wash their sins away. If you're here tonight, maybe you're under the sound of my voice, you've never trusted Christ. Tonight could be the night that you receive Jesus. You can trust him for your own life and as your own personal savior. But if you have trusted Christ, how are you doing at sharing the good news that you've received? You may have come face to face with Christ and salvation just like these shepherds. And if you have, I would sure, ex hoping that each of us would have a desire to share that good news with others. The Bible says we're commanded to share the good news. The Bible commands it. And good news might not be received. These shepherds shared it with the people in their area. And the people wondered. 
It doesn't say that they ever came and found the baby. The people of Bethlehem may not have even received what the shepherds told them. But still the shepherds went. It's not our job to look at the results. It's our job to obey the command. And tonight, if we as Christians would just simply obey our responsibility to fulfill the Great Commission, I believe that our church in the year 2024 could go from being a great crowd to being a packed house. No more seats in the area. And we'd have to uh, cause overflow seating in our, in our lobbies and in these other classrooms. I believe we could see that. But what we need uh, more than anything else is for each of us to be like these shepherds, to be a witness of what we've experienced. The occupation of the shepherds, they were just humble. They were just lowly people. They weren't any talented. They weren't educated. They weren't rich. They weren't wealthy. They weren't well-known. But yet, they were willing. They were available. And they said, God, you've allowed me to have this good news. I'm going to share it with others. Tonight, God wants to use your life. You may not bring much to the table. Maybe you feel like you don't have a lot of abilities. But welcome to the crowd. God is not looking for talent. He's not looking for ability. He's looking for availability. And if you're willing and available, God will use your life. Just this week, God will use you to spread the good news of the gospel if you'll simply be on the lookout for someone to share it with. Tonight, I'm encouraging our church afresh and anew to be like these shepherds. And once we know Christ, to share him with those that we come in contact with on a daily basis. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.